Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Some uh, Groundhog Day stuff. If you really believe in it, well, you're getting you're getting cheated because Puxatani Phil's predictions are not good. He's been making them since like 1886, and he's only been right just over over a quarter of the time. Right. Well, Wyerton Willie's record's not much better either. No. Um, Shubanakity Sam out east. There's a lot of them. Yeah, the Shubanakity. The there's a Lucy the Lobster in Nova Scotia. There's Wyerton Willie, as you mentioned. There's Manitoba Merv in Manitoba. There's Balzac Billy in Alberta. Um. There's a Fufu the Hedgehog in Oregon, a Claxatawny Henrietta the Chicken in New York, <laughs> Pisgah Penny the Squirrel in North Carolina, and Scramble the Duck in Connecticut. Apparently the tradition is rooted in European agricultural uh, life, uh, where they uh, mark the midway point between winter solstice and spring equinox. So right. it's a, there's a long history of trusting groundhogs for predictions. Yeah, I think I think the whole thing about Christmas Day is based in all of that as well, too, in the in agriculture, in that the uh, the sun rising or setting or something longest. I don't know. So, yes, a lot of our uh, traditions are probably based around trying to grow food and survive. Right. Um, last year was the third straight year. Phil spotted his shadow, signaling six more weeks of winter. That's the usual prediction. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's a cloudy day usually in mm-hmm. early February. I think Wyerton Willie was the only one last year that didn't see his shadow. Uh, coming in today, he's seen his shadow 107 times plus one partial shadow in 1942. He's only said uh, no shadow 19 times that we know of. There's 10 years where there's no record. And they used to eat poor Phil after he made his predictions, which isn't cool. I guess that's why Peter would rather we flip a coin. They'd serve him up after the first official Groundhog Day back in 1880, and they said he was quite tender. Oh, Lord. Probably tasted like chicken. Um, and despite that fact, officials at the Groundhog Club claim he's immortal. Boy, wouldn't you like to be a member of the Groundhog Club? It's, uh, <laughs> it's a... <laughs> it, it only makes me think of the movie. <laughs> and Bill Murray is so good in Groundhog Day. That uh, that membership will get you laid. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know, babe, but I'm a member of the uh, Groundhog Club. Right. The um, Hedgehog Club is a whole different experience. Whole other thing. You do time if you're in that club. Uh, what else is we got going on here? Oh, the, yes, the Groundhog Club uh, claims he's immortal. He supposedly drinks something called the Elixir of Life every summer. And they claim they've used the same groundhog all these years. Even though they ate him? Yeah. Doesn't quite match up. No. Um, Phil has a wife. I don't know if you knew this. Her name is Phyllis, of course. They've never had kids. The Groundhog Club says she doesn't drink the elixir of life and isn't immortal. That's sexist. Well, I mean, till death do us part. Do you really want to go that long? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Phil's got something smart going on. During Prohibition, Phil threatened to take drastic action. He said if they didn't let him have a drink, he'd impose 60 more weeks of winter. Right, Phil sounds like a pretty decent guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe being part of his Groundhog Club isn't all that bad. The Gobbler's Knob event attracts thousands of people. The record was around 40,000 in 2020. Before the Bill Murray movie came out 30 years ago, only about 2,000 people showed up. So today is the day I just wish we had old Booster. 
Good old Booster, our oh, intern. Oh, right. Because we would send him out to see his shadow. God, we sent our intern out once to yeah, do that. It's a great day. In a t-shirt. And, and it, it was freezing. It was, it was freezing. <laughs> there was actual snow. Kids, there was actual snow on the ground. I don't know if you remember snow. It's right. something we used to get in the wintertime. Doctors were sharing odd and strange things they've seen arrive with patients into the ER. People roll into an emergency room. They got a real situation, but they had to bring along things like, uh, well, a lot of animals. Doctors saying a lot of people showing up at the ER with turtles and a rabbit, and somebody had a helper monkey and a flying squirrel, an emotional support duck, a, a live chicken. When I asked why they brought in the live chicken, they said they didn't want to leave it in the hot car. Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. Have yourself some uh, KFC when you got it back out to the car. In the ER? In the ER, they're bringing Someone brought in a half-eaten raw chicken. Oh. The guy wanted them to test it to see if it was raw. I think you can kind of tell it's raw. This is true. And he half-ate a raw chicken. Well, I guess that's why he's in the ER. Yeah. How quickly do you think raw white meat goes through you? Me? Well, you, any food. You're like a pigeon. <laughs> white meat goes through me instantly. You're, you're a pigeon. <laughs> oh, I, I don't think I even get it down. Like, I think it comes right back out the... Uh, you would think so, yeah. Up top there. Top and down, yeah. Oh. Both ends. There's nothing worse when you get the food poisoning. Have you ever gotten food poisoning? Uh, I think so. When it... Well, you know it when you get it. Well, that's right. Oh, you know it. <laughs> yes, I've had it. It, it is just awful. It, it just... The body reacts so quickly to oh. wanting that out of you. It rejects everything. Oh, my gosh. I remember I had a sub... From, uh, uh, I won't say the name of the place. There's a variety of the chains out there. Right. This is going back to the, like, maybe late 80s, early 90s. And I was, I, I bought this sub. I took it to work. I was on the air. I was doing evenings. I ate this sub. I, I had barely finished the sub when right away I had to have the garbage can by my side because oh. I was barfing Ooh. and then racing down the hall. Oh. Something in them cold cuts wasn't right. <laughs> now, yeah. how long ago would this have been? Like in, in the digital age of radio or, or did you have to get back before a record was done? Oh, uh, yeah. We were playing CDs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did a lot of running. Well, you see. I'm very talented at being able to get to the bathroom, do my business, and get back in here. Very quick. I've I've trained my body when on the air to be able to really <laughs> take care of business and move. <laughs> Anyhow. Uh, so, yeah, they're bringing in, like, uh, raw chicken. Uh, somebody brought in their own thermometer to the ER room, so when the nurse took their temperature, they could double-check their work. Oh, they must be a great patient. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're wrong, Doc. You should bring a book because I, I have a feeling you'll be waiting a long time to see a doctor. My research says... <laughs> Uh, half-eaten can of beans, because the patient wanted to finish them. Okay. And speaking of food, somebody else also brought in a suitcase full of French toast. No butter, no syrup, just French toast. Oh. Doctor said it looked dry, but smelled great. Although it is true. Like, if you have to go to the ER for anything mm. right now, an ER in Ontario, you might as well pack a suitcase. Yeah. And uh, if you've got French toast, put it in there, because it, it takes a long time. It certainly does. A 45-pound... You know the funny thing, too, about people and uh, and going to the ER? We we go to the ER, something's really seriously wrong. Like that uh, last January, the January before, whenever it was, a couple of years ago, when I thought I was having the heart attack after mm. the bike riding. 
So you go in and you're so certain I, I'm going to die. Like I'm going to die today, and if I don't, I'm really making some changes. I can't live like this. This is ridiculous. And you convince yourself you're going to do better. Then when you sit in that ER for 12 hours, I ended up going home drinking and having Swiss chalet. Yeah. Once I found out everything was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember my dad when he was um, switching to the the, the clinic um, and going to like a, a group clinic with do- other doctors. They'd have to do round or mm-hmm. have to do time in the urgent care, and we thought he would hate it. Mm. Um, because you know it was he was older already, and he was starting to you know take on more work basically. Mm-hmm. But his theory was that he said that if you're going to sit in that waiting room with everyone else sick around you and wait for a couple of hours to see me, mm-hmm. then at least I know you're sick. The problem now with the ER is because a lot of people don't have a family doctor and don't go to the walk-in clinic, or they're not all open at all sorts of hours. Mm-hmm. If you go to an ER late at night. Yeah, there are people who are in desperate need of care, but there are others who are there with a tickle in their throat. Right. Right. And it's, and deciphering that is taking, you know, a, so much time. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. There, there really, um, there really is always warnings about, you know, please do not show up unless, unless it's, you know, basically life threatening. Mm-hmm. Um, so another guy showed up at the uh, ER with a 45-pound electric meat grinder. Oh. It wasn't a mystery why he brought it, though, because his hand was stuck in it. <sighs> a drunk guy laid down in the ER, and a whole onion fell out of his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christmas lights. Someone wanted to string them up over their bed. Okay. It sounds a little more comfy. They look like home. Yeah. A guy brought in a snake that bit him, and it was still alive, the snake. Uh, uh, I, I guess if you're worried if it's, <laughs> they don't know which type of anti-venom to give you. Yeah. But I mean, don't bring a rattlesnake in, please. Uh, and uh, finally, uh, guy rolls into uh, ER with his uh, junk stuck in the vacuum of a shop vac. He claimed he was trying to remove kidney stones. That's <laughs> 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 so he claimed. <laughs> but although, like a shop vac... If I do, the nozzle is pretty big, isn't well, it? They get thinner as you go down oh. the line. <laughs> the undercoat attachment. <laughs> How do you know so much about shop bags? I've tried all the attachments. <laughs> you don't have kidney stones either. <laughs> no. no. Shop vac, Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> the Dyson? You're sticking it in the Roomba. Oh, the <laughs> Dyson fan. <laughs> I'll stick it anywhere. When we were all kids, we think about being rich. The goal was to be a millionaire. You thought, if I could get to a million bucks, I'd be a wealthy, wealthy man. I could do whatever I want. I could be that international playboy I ever always dreamed of being. All right. Haven't gotten either yet. <laughs> but there's still time. <laughs> Success is right around the corner. Um, well, this is kind of good news. The average person in their 50s now has a net worth of $1.1 to $1.4 million. Okay. That's mostly probably wrapped up in real estate. I would think, yeah, equity in, uh, in home ownership probably yeah. has a, a big chunk of that. Yeah. Um, but the, the deal is it's kind of uh, skewed these numbers by super rich people. So saying that the average person has $1.1 to $1.4 uh, the, the real reality is the median net worth for many people in their fifties is about three hundred grand. They don't own a home; they rent. Right. You know, they've got maybe some RRSPs, or they've got some sort of pension plan, or h- hoping for some sort of inheritance. 
Well, the difference between the bottom and the top is a real big one, though. Yeah. Because, uh, and, and we've said this before, uh, like, we, you really don't know how people are, are holding it all together. Like, it, it, you know, some show you mm-hmm. <laughs> in both scenarios that they've got nothing or they've got everything. Yeah. Others, it seems like it might be a bit of a house of cards <laughs> with a real deep line of credit owing. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I, I look at other people and they seem successful. Yeah, there's a lot of play acting going on, I'm sure. I mean, uh, certainly those lines of credit, you know, you secure them against your million dollar home. If you bought something for 400 grand and you're now sitting on 1.2, the bank will give you a wide, wide line of credit. Right. And I'm sure many people are carrying that. Um, anyhow, so yeah, that's, that's the sad state of affairs. Well, actually on, uh, I think it was yesterday we found out that, uh, in the next 10 years, the world will probably see its first trillionaire. Wow. And if you were to stack a trillion dollars up, it, it goes like, it was like a hundred, 109,000 kilometers. It was like, all, like going two thirds to the moon or something, like a stupid uh, amount. It's a lot. It's a lot of dough. My, my money barely becomes, comes up above the sole of my shoe. <laughs> if you were to stack all my bills, <laughs> that's loonies and toonies included. Um, the number one answer when asked about um, uh, having made it in life is just to be financially independent and whatever that means to you. Certainly for me, I've said this many times, it's why I talk about the Lotterio. I just want to live a life where I don't worry about money. Right. I don't have to be stinking rich. I just want to go to sleep at night knowing I got a nice little nest egg and if I want to go for a steak dinner, we can do it without worrying about it. Mm-hmm. We can take a vacation once a year. You know, if we want to do some renos around the house, we could do that. I, that I, and I think that's probably true for most. Just to be able to look at your bank account and <laughs> see it in the red all the time. <laughs> uh, panic. Yeah. Well, what do they say? You're supposed to have uh, three months uh, saved up for like, is that what it all is? your bills and everything. I had heard six, but in this economy, yeah. well, six is is lofty in yeah. terms of goals these days. You know, when I when it comes to the mortgage and all bills, now if you really did the math, I, I should I should uh, do the math on that. I'll bet you if I if I I bet you I could get just to the finish line of three months, right. Now, that being said, I mean, everything would really have to fall apart. Like, you'd have to lose your job and then go through your severance and not be able to find another job. Like, things would have to go down south, you know, really, really bad. Anyhow, yes, uh, financial independence seems to be um, when you can just, for the most part, uh, pay your bills and be happy and be content. You? I mean, I know you want it all. I I do. (laughs) I do. <laughs> well, mind you, there's someone waking up in Alberta today with $70 million. Yeah. And that almost brings a, that's a different set of headaches. Cause now, I mean, 70 million is enough to cover off a lot of people who are going to come calling mm-hmm. on you. Especially in Alberta. Uh, yeah. But there, but all of a sudden you're going to have people coming out of the woodwork that are, are all of a sudden that are family. Oh yeah. And need your help. Yeah. No, I, uh, I wouldn't say no, of course, but right. yeah, I know what you mean. I just, I just, I, I worry about like it changing even my most intimate fam, my children and my wife. I worry about what that kind of money would do to all of us mentally. Right. 
Oh yeah. Imagine imagine with your kids. Like right now my kids think money grows on trees. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and we don't have it. Right. <laughs> imagine if they knew you had seventy million. Line of credit tree in the backyard. That's what we've got. <laughs> we had no money tree, as my father said. We had to burn it down. We had to cut it down and burn it to heat the house. Yeah. People were asked a lot of people actually, over like uh, two thousand people were asked to uh, name their most annoying bathroom habits or things that drive them the most crazy. And it's uh, things like uh, using someone else's razor. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's way bold play. Yeah. Well, and dangerous for oneself. I mean, I don't know if this is just a wise tale or it's a real fact, but I had always heard if somebody else has been using a razor, so say your wife's, you know, shaving her legs in the shower, and you go and use that on your face, I had always heard you, you, you'll cut yourself. What, like instantly? Well, I don't know about instantly, but there's something to do with the razor and uh, the, her hair and your face, and it's a different texture or I don't oh. know. Like I said, maybe it's a wise tale. I've never heard that. I, I've never used Maria's uh, razor. Right. But, uh, I, yeah, I had always, yes, this is what I had heard. But hmm. some, someone might have been lying to me. Now, that's way down the list. We'll work our way up the list. Here. Okay. Uh, but using someone else's razor just beat out peeing in the shower. Now, I am a fan. And uh, I have many a time. I know you do. And I don't see anything wrong with it. It's going right down that drain. I'm not pooping in there. <laughs> I've had a I've clench a couple of times. <laughs> so, so you're okay though if you go into a like um, like a, a public washroom and just mm -hmm. pee all over the floor though. But the pee all over the floor isn't going anywhere. Right. Well, pee in I mean, a shower some of it's is, been down the drain. It's going down the drain with water and soap. Right. It's going away. It's not like I pee in the shower when it's not on and just leave it in the bottom of the tub. Mm hmm. Uh, leaving objects in the sink like a hairbrush or curling iron. Uh, spending too much time in there. Hey, hey, settle down. <laughs> Some of us need our time. It's the only escape you That's get. Right. Clogging the toilet. Well, of course. Right. That, that should be number one, wouldn't well, it? Well, I mean, I mean, it happens every now and then, but if you leave it clogged for mm. someone else to solve, that is That's... a major, major no-no. You know, it's funny. You and I had this discussion a while back about the plunger and how you don't keep it in the bathroom. It's out in the garage. Right, yeah. And, and we had this debate about it because we've got uh, two bathrooms and 12 plungers, but... <laughs> Um, but we keep our plunger in the bathroom. And then I thought about it after. Oh, I thought, I know why he keeps the plunger in the garage. You never have anybody over. Right. There's no need to maybe uh, help somebody out, a, a, a guest in your home. No. Because if they clog the toilet, but there's no guests in your home. Right. So I understand now why you keep the plunger I, I, in the garage. Do most people know how to use the plunger properly anyway? It's not that different. It's not science, is it? No. Well, I mean, you gotta cover the uh, the the chute there, yeah, and then, the hole, yeah, and then uh, and and give it a good force a couple of times. Yeah. Uh, but, but I just uh, don't know. Like if you know, if the kids were to do it, they would have no idea what the hell. Oh, they'd, do. they'd make a disaster for sure. There's no better feeling when you're plunging away and finally it lets loose and everything <laughs> goes. You're like. Oh, thank God that nightmare has well, gone away. The only problem is usually by the time it's gotten to that, you've flushed it so many times that the water is basically up at the edge of the bowl well, that's anyway. The, that's the panic. Yeah, yeah. Although when I plunge, so you'll have some water in there and you know automatically you've clogged it. So you start to plunge. I never flush until I get that swoosh. Right. Because I'm so afraid of it all coming coming back and you're running for towels. So clogging the toilet, uh, leaving the seat up. Mm. I guess more for women, whatever. Uh, yeah, well, obviously. 
But um, also, those of us enjoy a sit down pee. Yeah, <laughs> my mom was saying that one of the things she's had to adjust to is actually putting the seat down. Because she always just left it up, knowing oh. that my father wouldn't do it. <laughs> so, so when he passed, she was like, "Oh, I guess I gotta, I can leave the seat down now." It's, it's all hers now. <laughs> yeah, forgetting to replace the toilet paper. Now, this drives me crazy. Sometimes I'll see in my home that it'll just be the empty roll. Right. So it's been used. There's, someone might have even gone to the effort of grabbing another roll and putting it on the counter, but they can't then just put it on the. Yeah, I get uh, some in my house will put the new roll on top of the spent old roll. Right. <laughs> Height of laziness. Just sitting there. Yeah, uh, like, you know, you could just take the old roll off. It's not that difficult. No. And there's a garbage right next to the. Yeah. Leaving hair in the sink or the uh, tub. Right. Peeing on the seat. Mm-hmm. Forgetting to flush. Oh, yeah, man. That's Now, interesting enough, forgetting to flush is number two out of ten. Number one is leaving toothpaste or makeup stains on the mirror or in the sink. I would think forgetting to flush should be number one. Yes. And then number two would be the clogged toilet. I would agree. I, and, you know, and I don't think it's always forgetting to flush. It's, you know, especially dudes in public washrooms. Mm. How, they don't forget to flush. They leave it for someone else to see. It's a gift. It's gross. It's like a cat bringing a mouse to the door. <laughs> oh. Aren't you proud of me? That's a hell of a mouse. People hate uh, cleaning bathrooms so much so that they're willing to give up restaurants, coffee, their favorite show. If they never had to clean a bathroom again, their favorite show, their favorite outfit, watching their favorite sports team, internet for a year. Come on. 50% of salary. Sure. Whatever. Uh, some claim they give up their sense of taste to never have to clean a bathroom again. <laughs> what, a, what an idiot. Honestly, 50% of your salary you're going to give up for that, hire a cleaning service. Yeah. It'd be a hell of a lot less than 50% of your salary, I'd hope. Uh, electricity and beds, and uh, we'd rather go bald than to ever have to clean a bathroom again. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of, funny enough, I kind of enjoy the process because the end result is so rewarding. End you result know. is good. Uh, it's it's cleaning around the toilet. That's gross, gross. obviously. Yeah. And, and, like side of the toilet and and around it, you realize it's on like the the register. Like it's it, it's oh, everywhere. everywhere right? Especially having boys in the house. Exactly. Like you know, cleaning around a sink. Yeah, that that could actually be you know somewhat. Uh, uh, feel good at the end of it. Actually, yeah. therapeutic. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Anyhow, um, there you go. I, I really think this list is wrong, though. You you have to have at the top of the list number one, either unflushed or clogged. I mean, who really cares about some toothpaste stains on the sink? But when you clog a toilet and leave, oh you, man, you should go to prison. <laughs> Did you know NASA has its own music station called Third Rock Radio? Really? I should see if they need a morning show. <laughs> How often do you think they pay, uh, play Bowie? Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Every day. Oh, my goodness. Ground control. Not again. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Wu-Tang Clan. They were the first rappers to have their own clothing line when they launched Woo-Wear in the mid-90s. Is you, that right? Did you don any Woo-Wear? I did not. But, uh... Well, I'm a little surprised that Run DMC didn't beat them mm. to that. They just sang about the Adidas. Uh-huh. They wore them, I guess, as well in their videos. Yeah, well, but I guess they had, I think they had an endorsement deal or got one with Adidas, but I don't think uh, they had their own line. 
You're uh, you're looking like you might be doing a deal with Nike. You got a nice uh, pair of Nike running shoes on there. Uh, I, as uh, my son said, I've upped my shoe game. You, well, yeah, I didn't blinding. even know I had a shoe game. They're blinding. They're, yeah, they're Very white. white. Mm-hmm. You should sing about it. <laughs> Nike, Nike, Nike. Yo, yo, yo. Right. Something like that. It's a work in progress. Uh-huh. Dur- I don't like them, though, because once you have white shoes, it's very tough to keep them white. Yeah, but you got to get them a little dingy. It's Just too white right tiny, now. Tiny, but yeah, you don't it, you want to be, like, like brand yeah. new, but at the same time, you know, you get a little dirt or scuff on them, then... You're out there cleaning them all the time. Now, did you uh, did you do the thing of just tying knots in the end so you didn't have to uh, tie up, bend over yes. and tie them up? So you had to slide your foot in. Uh huh. I did that with loose my... lacing. They call it. Yeah, is that what they call it? I did that with my uh, with my winter boots because it's so I struggle so hard to get my foot in them, and the laces were all messed up. So I went and got new laces for them, and it really like it's they're, I'm, they're, it's almost like a slipper now. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Um, during a battle at a park between England and Ireland in 1916, there was a ceasefire every day so a park employee could feed the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so scared crossing the park. <laughs> Don't shoot, guys. Just here to feed the ducks. Light them up. Yeah. Um, as astronomers say, the Milky Way smells like rum and tastes like raspberries. You should make the chocolate bar taste like that, then. Yeah. They I still have the Milky Way chocolate I was bar? I say, I've never, I haven't tried one in a long time. I, I like a Mars American. bar. Do you yeah. like a Mars bar? I'm okay with it. I, I, I tend to eat them around Halloween. Yeah, right. Other uh, space stuff. The moon is lemon-shaped. Really? Yeah, so they say. Does it have the little nubs in the top and bottom? I don't know. It looks pretty round to me. Yeah. But uh, they say it's uh, lemon-shaped. Probably part of it we can't see. I would guess. Technically, Bruce Springsteen, the boss, has never had a number one hit. The closest was Dancing in the Dark at number two in 84. But a song he wrote was number one, Manfred Mann's hit. His Their cover of his Blinded by the Light went number one in right. 77. And he blames that uh, on the fact that they mispronounced a word. Oh, really? It is it lights up like a deuce, another a runner in the night? Yes, but the but they, the way they say deuce so. sounds a little different. What does it sound like? A little douchey. Oh, right, right, douchey, right. All That's right. right, I'd forgotten. Um, do you remember Dr. Benjamin Spock, if you're of a certain age in your... The baby uh, books? Yeah, the baby books. He uh, was a famous pediatrician, but also won a gold medal in rowing in the 1924 Olympics. Athlete and a nerd? Yeah. Full package. Yeah. Um, I don't know who would ever even want to get into that. I'll give you this other fact, and then we'll get into the, this final one. The Big Thug Life Tattoo on Tupac's stomach mm-hmm. was an acronym for The Hate You Give Little Infants F's Everyone. Thug Life. Is that what thug stands for? The Hate You Give. There's really? your thug. Little Infants F's Everyone. All right. How long did he think that through? (laughs) And did you know it's almost impossible to castrate a hippo? (laughs) I did not know that. Now you do. Not sure why you try. Yeah, I don't know. Their testes are on the inside, and they recede even deeper during the surgery. Well, I think that would be true of all of us. (laughs) I think my guys would scurry away, too. 
Can't find them. They climb right up into my gut. <laughs> Why aren't they a protected animal, like, like an endangered species? Yeah, I think they Why are. Why are we trying to castrate these things? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's for the uh, the hippo dads who aren't paying their alimony. <laughs> Must be. <laughs> you are not the father. That's still such a great bit. If you haven't great. seen the Saturday Night Live bit from last weekend, do. It's great, yeah. The uh, the testes of a hippo, their location can be up to 16 inches different from hippo to hippo. Okay. So you got to be really accurate. And I would suggest careful because you you got yourself an upset hippo there. <laughs> He's going to castrate you. Rock Mornings with, with Craig, Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.